Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I ain't worried about it. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. This week, our guest is former NRL player Justin Horro. Punters and dribblers, welcome back to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast. Back for another week, another yarn. This man is a former rugby league player of some note. Played for the Parramatta Eels and the Manly Seagulls and the NRL. Went over and played, I think, for Wakefield Trinity and Catalan's Dragons in the Super League. Upon retirement, came back to Australia and has kicked off a burgeoning career in the media, new media, much like us, in the podcast game, part of the YKTR team and YKTR Sports. He has a the YKTR Sports show with him and Willie Mason talking all things rugby league during the season. He is one of the great humans of all time, a friend of ours and a dribbler of note. The one and only Justin Horrow, The Scope. Thanks for oh, coming well. on, man. Thanks for having me, boys. It's always good to be back here. It's always good to have you here. It was funny because we were talking about getting you on and it was like, well, we spent a lot of time together in the sort of the podcasty, you know, whether it's a live stream or whatever, but we've never, we're just always like shooting the shit about something that's going on, but never really heard about, we, you know, your past, your history, where you come from. Where'd you grow up? Are you um, like you're a kid? You born play- in Auckland, born in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, and dad moved over and played for Parramatta. Uh, so we well, actually, we, originally we moved from um, Auckland to England. He played at Salford for a couple of years in the UK, Super mm. League. And then we, uh, when I was three, we moved back to Australia. And we, I grew up in like Western Sydney out St. Clair Way, near Penrith. So you've had like a full footy life. like Footy's, every, yeah, footy's you know? been everything. Yeah, my mum has been around footy for what, nearly 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. How old were you when you moved to Western Sydney? Uh, Three. So three, we come straight for like, I don't think. Do you remember living in the UK? No. Is that where you went? So Yeah, too young. Too young UK. Um, Earliest memories, probably around like five or six, going to the footy with dad at Parramatta. Uh, He played his first three years at Parramatta, three or four years at Parramatta maybe. And then he played for the Magpies and then we went back for the Warriors. So by the time he went and played for the Warriors, I was like 10 and 11. And um, really started appreciating it then, like, what I was in. Mm. But I grew up around footy, so, like, I sort of took it for granted. Like, I'd be around mates and when they would – like, if Dad would have, um, like, footy teammates around or would go train or play touch with some of his mates, I just thought it was normal. So, mm. um, you know, all throughout my footy career, it's been like that. But as you get older, you appreciate it more for sure. In the sheds and stuff after yeah. games. You yeah, know, training yeah. used to muck around with, uh, like, the – because I was that kid, um, like the, pretty much the oldest kid, by the time I got to the Warriors, like a few of the younger players um, used to take the mickey out of me or, or like I'd go to training. And um, Do you remember a guy, you, do you remember a guy called Joe uh, Vagenar? Yeah. Do you know Nigel Vagenar? The one oh, yeah, was, I know Nigel He was Vagenar. the grouse centre. He had a younger brother, Joe, and like he would hang me up on the, the chins bar at training or something like <laughs> until I couldn't get I'd have to fall I'd start crying and <laughs> stuff like that but I'd be around the gym heaps with dad yeah. in um, 
like the uh, school holidays and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so like I just grew up around footy my whole life, and it served me well as like as I got a little bit older because you know I think as you take steps and and you start playing footy, some guys get a little bit like starstruck or you mm. know deer in the headlights mm. when it gets to like going through the grades. But because I had dad, I was always around first graders, mm. so I th- I think it like you know really helped me out as I got older. How um when did your dad play for Parramatta? 1990, he just missed the golden era. So just he was, he, yeah, he was on uh, just like me as well, missed the golden <laughs> era at Manly. Um, but yeah, he just missed uh, like at the back end of like Peter Sterling, Brett Kenny, Peter Wynn, and all those. All those guys were a little bit older by the time he got to Para. They had some rough years, and uh, it continued all the way up until me playing. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they so say he had spent the four years. Ninety four, he had a year. I don't know if he had a year or two. Maybe a year with Tommy Rodonicus at West, which mm. he loved. Um, and then he was in the second season of the inclusion of the Warriors. So that was pretty special too. Obviously being a Kiwi mm-hmm. and then um, and being a part of that, I think he's um, yeah number 25 or number 26. He's on Warrior of all time. What Heck position was it, your old man? Lock. He's Lock. O- yeah. Yeah. He was the opposite of me. Hard Would work you, at Toilet. better than you? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so we've got this. Yeah, who's thing. who's like who's the man? <laughs> we, yeah, we got this thing before. It's like he played for the Kiwis, right? So, um, I think he would have played about 15, 16 tests, couple okay. of World Cups. Okay. Locked it down with Joey in a scrum. Like he loves bringing yeah, that one up. Okay. <laughs> Me and Joey in the World Cup in in ninety five or whatever it is. Uh, he was playing hooker at the time because they had a few injuries, um, but he never played finals footy. So, so that's right, where I so got. That's in. where you get. I got it. finals. I got the GF. Uh, so it's yeah, we, it's it's pretty funny. Like me and my dad both played exactly 120 games each. Oh really? Did yeah. you really? Yeah, and we both debuted against the Tigers. So it's pretty. It was pretty funny. Uh, like yeah, that, and for Parramatta. So yeah, you listen to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast. Thanks to Neds. Make sure you take your betting to the Neds level and download the fully loaded Neds app today. But as always, gamble responsibly. Now our guest today is former rugby league player turned podcast media man justin horror now scope i'm surprised you didn't play for the kiwis and i mean when you look at the kiwis historically like you'll see this is almost going to sound like i'm hanging shit on you but like (laughs) was there someone particularly hectic that was keeping you out of the side yeah really good players um the closest i come in 13 we went to the gf that's what i mean right you're playing in like one of the fucking best teams in the country yeah but like the one that I didn't make, so you had like um, Sonny, Sonny Bill. Wow, okay. Uh, he goes all right. Yeah, he's um, all right. Sure. <laughs> Kevy Proctor was killing it at Melbourne during yeah. that period. Yeah. Uh, Tohu Harris just hit the scene at Melbourne. Mm. He was there. Simon Mannering, one of the best Warriors yeah, of all time. Right. Okay. So we've always been pretty stacked in yeah, the back row. Um, <laughs> Cutler, like, Cutler boys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and there's probably more that I'm even forgetting, like Frankie Pritchard. Mm. Um, yeah, there's some guns that that's have played true. back row. Yeah, so, that's I got the call from Steve Kearney, which was pretty cool too, considering like I fell out of favour with Steve Kearney at Parramatta, and um, and then he was coaching the Kiwis, and he gave me a call and said, "Look, you're you're in consideration. Um, enjoy the week, the GF. Um, if if you weren't playing the GF, you would have been part of the squad, and then he's gonna." Um, cut you afterwards. Cut, yeah, cut me after again. <laughs> yeah. Just bring me up to cut yeah, me just again. Just cut you again. But, um, opportunity. Yeah. Look, listen, no, no, mate, we're bringing cool. you in to cut you. Yeah. <laughs> we are bringing you in. It was cool because he played with my old men as well. So, um, 
that was again like a full circle thing. How do you know when a coach is off you? Like, it's easy. Do they start? <laughs> do they start brushing you? Like, yeah, like you just um, like where you get like uh, you won't get a you won't get a hello and shit. Like, yeah, what, so, what does it get to? So early, <laughs> the most, the most, um, the, the earliest signs are when you when you're flowing in with the, the start in thirteen to seventeen at training, and and there's a clear cut like in the preseason there might be a period where there's like a filling out period where everyone's available. Like in the first two or three weeks, doesn't matter if you played, oh, I suppose actually to it, like with the, the older guys, they're pretty much set. But guys are one game to 100. You pretty much know you're a chance to, well, you feel like you're a chance to make the team. Mm. After a while, you realise who the 13 are, 17. And then if if, you, if you're down the bottom, then the team changes around. But if you stay at the top like a, like we were at Manly, you you know who the 1 to 17 is every week. Yeah. Um, you find out at training when you're at Parramatta because then I'm like not getting subbed in, um, and, the, and and it can get that it gets really harsh when they start like you're not even a part of video, so like <laughs> preparing for games, right? So there might be what they do is they'll have the one to seventeen and they'll have like five guys that are thereabouts, and it might be like cover for an outside back, cover for a half, cover for a back row, and then you go from like a starting guy like in, I knew the writing was on the wall. 2012 started. Um, 2012 got dropped after the first game and then after like round three I wasn't even part of the five that was watching video so yeah, right. <laughs> so that's when you find out like alright I'm going to have to start looking around here <laughs> how, do you, how do you know when you're not like do you have to get invited to the video sessions or do you turn up the, uh, you know turn yeah, up and they go mate you're not needed today no nah, no nah, like so <laughs> they try to they try to do it the best way possible like they'll be just be like um he might name the squad on 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 a Tuesday, and this is just not um, Steve Kearney. I think this is pretty generic. Like this would this would be most teams as you as you go around, and he'll go like, all right, give one to seventeen. This is one to seventeen for this week. That would have been named the list, and he goes, um, Eddie, Tom, Scope, you stay behind. All the other boys, you can go out with Donny Singe, or yeah, just say if that's the trainer that yeah. you recognise. Donny, take the rest of the boys, get them started. They can get into like. So it's like there's like six or seven dudes, man. <laughs> and you're just like training with Donnie, and Donnie knows. Or at the time it was Craig Catterick, and he's just like everyone knows you're on the outer when yeah, you're in yeah. those groups. Everyone is it that all six of you are. Or out there you're really young around. and you're enthusiastic, right? So those be, are the yeah. guys that like. So there's twenty to twenty one year olds, and they don't care because they're like might not have played first grade. But if you're like at my point, I was twenty five, twenty six. So I'm like, oh, I'm back with the rooks again. Yeah, you know, like. This isn't a good sign. Is there anyone that kicks stones? Like, are there the teammates where you're like, oh, this is a <laughs> Yeah, the, Yeah, there are guys, yeah. There what about are. this? Like, not asking you to make a comment either way unless you want to, and maybe you have, but if your teammates with Ryan Madison and he chooses to get suspended for three <laughs> weeks instead of paying four grand when he's on 600, are you like, you reckon there are players in that side going, what the f***, dude? Yeah, for sure. There has to be. Has to be, right? Yeah, like, because at the end of the day, right, it's... We talked about it on our show. You know, I labelled him a lemon for it, um, and I stand by that too. Mm. I copped a there's a little bit of backlash coming in the DMs, but and again, it's not like I, th- I think it's lemon behaviour. Like, yes. I don't really know the guy. I don't know Matto. Yeah, um, I uh, I've never played with him. I haven't spoke to any of his teammates about him. But for me, um, he's an integral part of that team next year. They're losing too many players. Yeah. Uh, for me, if I was a part of that group, I'd be looking at him going like, "What are you doing?" You know. So and his justification is like. It's not great. Not good. Yeah. He's, he's, what was the justification? He doesn't think you deserve – he was like, I've been suspended for things that didn't matter before and this one's another one. He's like, it was a grand final. He's pushing into me at some point. I had to do something and like 
At what point does the, can the team turn around and go, you're paying the fine? Or we'll pay it for you and you're playing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not too sure, sure how it used to work. They used to advise us, but it, I believe um, you always got the final call on it. So I dare say Brad would have been saying pay the, pay the, <laughs> pay the fine. <laughs> I know Brad a little bit, like, and I know exactly like what I was saying with the changeover they have next year. They're losing some really key players. Um, and... Like the schedule isn't out, but I'd imagine, you know, Penrith will be pretty close in the first two or three weeks. Yeah. So, um, they usually yeah, like I to just, get a grand final replay out of the way early. Yeah, in the they love getting yeah, them out early. Yeah, love it. Is there in that situation, right? Like where someone's kicking stones, will will the will the captain sort of sit back and let the boys chip him as like a bit of a punishment or would they lead it? Nah, a lot of people just, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Or is that uncouth of a captain, you know? Yeah, no, nah, I think a, a lot of people leave it because, um, like, because it's a majority, it happens to a lot of players. It's, it's even, it's even harder when it happens to people at the back end of their career. Like, you know, like guys that have been established for a long time. Mm. So like I said, I become they really... start to get chirped. I become like, really steel to it because it like, I was never really rock solid anyway. Mm. It's like I had to fight for my position. I always felt like all the time. So become more used to it. It's a little bit hard for guys that have been like stars at point of their career, played Origin. Yeah. Um, you know, played a, a certain amount of games and then they don't, they don't handle it as well. Because mm. they're then, just used to being the man. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like specific players, but... Like Andrew Fafita is a sort of a player who was like, and he was the best forward in the world. Yeah. And then, you know, towards the end of Cronulla, it's like he's in the side, he's out of the side, and they don't want him. I'm not saying he was kicking stones, mind no, you. No, well, credit to, credit to Andrew he seemed too like he because, um, well. like, I know, I know that family a little bit. I played with his twin brother, uh, David, over in the UK. And um, I think it's a credit to, like, Fitzy. I think there are, it's ways you handle it. And by all reports coming out of Cronulla, um, they're pretty open and honest with him yeah. to begin with. Like, I think obviously he wanted to stay, but it's it's like uh, have you seen the um, have you seen Moneyball the movie Moneyball? Yeah, I have. I've Brad seen Pitt. parts of it. Have you seen when Brad Jack tells Hill. Jonah Hill and he just goes, "Be straight to the point, cut him, don't have to like baby him." NRL players are the same. Like if you get cut or you're not part of the team, like it sucks, and you think the world's running down on you, but or you're not wanted next year. But if they just do it direct, they you know. Straight up with you, mm. and then that way, for instance, like when obviously when I left um, Parramatta, it was a blessing in disguise. I ended up going to Manly, like really good situation. All right, listen to all talk with Hello Sport. We are talking to former rugby league player with Parramatta Eels, mighty Manly Seagulls, greatest club of all time, the one and only Justin Horro. Now, Scope, Ricky were you Stewart. part of the one where Sticky cut like fifty people? See, I wasn't a part of that. I was the great. I was cull. the one. The great cull. I was the one so before the great cull. Scope, you were one. You were. Part of you were before the great I was I, I was before the coal. I was the one that got cut before before anyone else. And I like I said, I appreciate that because um, one like Sticky didn't even need to like see me at training to know that he didn't want me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's like again, like you just you become yeah, like tough. you become um, like steely towards those sorts of things. But yeah, Sticky, I, I feel bad for those guys because I had a lot of good mates that were part of that group, like. Some really good players like Rennie. I think Rennie yeah, was a part of that. Right. And um, then he, and then Sticky just bounced. Yeah, was that and then Benny it, Smith? Benny Smith was a guy. Ben Smith was a gun. He was a really underrated player, a really um, respected person at Parramatta, and like, like I said, you know, I was lucky enough to have it done away from everyone else. But I was, I was happy that it was done away from everyone else because, and this is 
there's like maybe 13 or 14. There's like at least three or four guys that deserve better on that group. Mm. Like they deserve to be sat down in a meeting like face to face and go look you're not going to be part of the plans because like it like i said like it's a part of the game right you got to move on you get sacked and um but you want it you want the coach or or manage ceo or something to go look yeah you can find somewhere else because it happens all the time yeah so how so did ricky do it to you in person Nah, he got the manager he got my manager to do it but what's that I'll, that one's i don't know it's the same sort of thing like I just didn't want to be part of that board, you know. <laughs> I was like, great yeah, fours yeah. and a part of the, on that because that would have been really embarrassing to be a, be a part of that. But so I was sitting in a meeting with the entire squad, wait, and so he just goes, "Check out that board. No, you're not here." Yeah, that's how it went down. And then so like you, so got, he goes, "If your name's on the board, yeah, beat it. You're out." <laughs> he goes, he, well, "It's it's because got, got to be considered the great greatest cut all time." Right? Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's that's the Hall of Fame. That's a <laughs> hectic cull. <laughs> That's so sorry, I'll elaborate on the board. That's fifty percent of the squad. Like that's yeah. you got fifteen names up there, and then there's fifteen other guys just going. But so happy. were you culled same year? Like, did you just were you culled pre the great? Are cull you pre board? I'm pre board, <laughs> but same. I'm year? the only pre board too. Dude, what a the only guy not on the board was he you. He rocked up after a week, and the first person he said, "We want's gone, Scopes, you're out." <laughs> <laughs> that's how. Uh, Did that's, you get to training? No, because because uh, he had um, been given the gig, and he, I don't know what he was where he, where he was, or maybe he had a year off. Was it the Sharks before that? He, he was must have been, he must have been having a year off, or is it was he? No, because he went back to Canberra. But Brad Arthur was the interim coach at the time, so I'm saying he was a, like a free agent. So um, when they signed him, he just looked at the squad and he goes, he, "That's that's one that, person. That, one, that guy's going go straight away. Make that easy. He's pre-board. Yeah, like he, he, pre, he knew he had the board in mind, and he goes, he doesn't even deserve. We the don't board. have enough room on the board. <laughs> he, he's going to go cut one. Going <laughs> to cut one. Might as well be horror. Right, <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, your manager did it. Yeah, manager like. Uh, yeah, we had the conversation, but it's uh, by the time it gets to the manager, um, it can be pretty positive too because they they've got all the information. Just say that, like I, I don't know for sure, but I dare say they would have found out a little bit, like maybe a week before I found out. Mm. And then by the time they get to me, and they're like, "Oh, look, Sticks is he's not keen, um, but you know, Melbourne are keen, Manly are keen." Right. So right. when you have that meeting, you're like, "Oh, but that's pretty cool." Yeah, like, you've got Melbourne and Manly just played news. in the grand final, like, yeah. or you know, last couple of years, so. You get some bad news and then just flow straight into the good news and then. So both Melbourne and Manly were interested. Well, <clears throat> the funny story is, um, I thought I was done at Melbourne. So if you you know me a little bit, boys, I carry on. Hmm. Um, so once I got the bad news, you know you deal with it. Um, and then I had a meeting with um, Frank Panisi, the uh, the footy manager there that's been there for years. And then I had a phone call with Craig Bellamy, and uh, it was all but done. Wow. Yeah. So it was. So I went from. Uh, the Wooden Spoon team to like obviously going to Melbourne and um, a really strong club. So I went from like down in the dumps and then this got done like the week of Mel- um, Mad Monday. Mm. And um, so I'm at Mad-, Mad Monday telling everyone I'm part of the big four. <laughs> so, I'm gonna be, so it's going to be Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater and the Skip. Like, that's, the, that's what I was – that was my thing all Mad Monday. I was carrying on a tree. You boys in the wooden spoon all going to Melbourne. Like just – and everyone was like – like everyone knows, like they know my personality. So I knew I was just taking the piss. Yeah. And then like – and I'm down in the dumps after a couple of big days and I get a call and uh, my manager goes, um, hey, Manly's keen. And I went, 
Wait, what do you mean, Manly's Ken? Are we not done? Are we not done at Melbourne? And he goes, he goes, oh no, no, Melbourne have uh, they end up signing two other guys. One of my good mates, they signed um, uh, Langi Setu that used to play for uh, for the Dragons and Junior Moors. So then I go from like getting sticky pre-board, first cut pre-board, <laughs> to saying I'm part of the Big Four, and then Melbourne don't want me. Any and, any indication why? Uh, no, it's just, a, just a money thing. They they got a two for one, so it was it was a contractual thing. Like I, because I was on a good week. It was my final year of my contract at Parra two, so that played a part of it. Like I was, you always hear about the back ended contracts. Mm. So um, I don't mind talking about. It. I was like uh, first year was like one forty, then I went one sixty, and then I was on two hundred grand for my final year Parra, mm. and um, and then Sticks look just looked at that and. I played five games in 2012 and go, we're not paying him 200, no way. Mm. So, the, and then it comes down to like trying to figure out middle ground with everyone who's going to take on. Maybe they take on that part of the contract. Mm. Um, and then I think Melbourne were going to take a chunk and then they, did, they just didn't want that chunk anymore. <laughs> and maybe they heard that. Because <laughs> like at the time you've got to remember too, like I, when, when, it, when, it, when you get that call and it's not on, it's like, oh, it's like start thinking like, BA and and Steve Kearney were part of the, like the Melbourne system. I'm like, I wonder if it got back to him. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I started thinking like that, and I'm like, oh no, it can't be. Surely it can't not. be that. I was obviously just taking the taking piss. Taking the piss. Um, and then I just went, all right. So the plans are ha- had a meeting with my me manager, um, Gavin Orr, and then I said, look, I'm rattled. I said, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> this last two months. It's been a lot. Oh yeah, and this is like, and this is like. Mid oh, getting to like October, preseason starts in November for most teams. Like I'm just going to Bali, like I'm getting away. Go to unwind, mate. Yeah, well that's or wind the, up. Yeah. That's the rugby that. league. The, the, the league is eat, pray, love. Yeah, that but is. Send me to yeah. Bali for. I need to go and cleanse me soul by <laughs> filling it right up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was the plan, and then we ran into Brad Arthur. Uh, who just got the gig in Bali? Because, yeah, because um, well, actually, me and Brad Arthur were the the two pre boards, right? So Brad Arthur ended up going to. He got um, given the ass. Yeah, well, it, Sticky. I don't know if he wanted to stay. Actually, um, I don't know how that worked, but mm. um, Sticky brought in his own stuff. So obviously, Brad Arthur was out of a job, so he went to Manly, and he goes, "Look, um, I've just linked up with Manly. If you uh, if you want, I can put in a good word for you." I was like, "Please, you know, like <laughs> otherwise I'm going to the Super League and a little, little bit earlier than what I wanted." Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he put in a good word for me and had a chat to twos when I got back. Um, and they said, look, yeah, nothing promised. Like, they didn't take any – like, there's basically – I just got out of para and I said, look, I want a clean slate because I could have stayed at para and just played Reggie's and got that 200. Mm. But I just went, nah, like, get rid of it. I don't want the money. I just want to play footy. Yeah. So I just went and had a, had a gamble at Manly. How's your confidence, though, given that you were pre-board, given you'd only played five games the year before, like – are you where are you drawing the confidence from to make that call? You know, to go and you know um, what, f- it, like I am good enough. Yeah, just when, just when gambling on people yourself. like Ricky, Sh- bit of a punter, you know, are yeah, just you know I love the pump boys. <laughs> but basically, I knew like yeah, just weigh up a few things. Like I knew I was better than what I was playing at the back end of Man- uh, Parramatta. I worked hard to get to where I was, and then the first couple of years were good, and then like. A lot of people, you know, in around, like, it was like, oh, he's got potential, but I yeah, don't know if it's there. But some people just take a little bit longer. Um, and I just gambled on myself. Like, mm-hmm. I knew, like, sort of good system, like, teams, like, been there and done it. So if, if I can just crack this team, um, it would set me up well for, like, you know, in my head, I'm just thinking, because they're all established, 
sort of went in with like, all right, I'm just going to do a good year here at Manly and then see what presents itself after. Mm. That was the plan to begin with. Mm. And I expected to, uh, there's no way I expected to be part of the first 13 on, on round one, which I got. I was hoping to fight my way into the team. But like what I was saying before, I was so lucky. Glenn Stewart had hurt his knee at the back end of 2012. So therefore, uh, Jimmy Bureau did all the preseason on the right side and then I got all the left side. So um, got the whole preseason with Kieran Foran and Stevie Mudai and George Defoe. And, um, Love that. It doesn't matter who it is. It's very hard to lose that spot. That's a horny. That's a horny left. You're flowing field. like that's it was really flowing. Nice. I was the horny left. All I was doing was punching holes off Kieran in uh, in preseason at training. Uh, just everything was simplified. Mm. Uh, it was just, Is there also just like an element where like Craig Bellamy, even though he decided to change his mind, was still wanting you? That like, was no. Nah, it was like cool. That's a confidence boost almost as well. Even if Sticky's pre-boarded you, yeah. Like you going well, Craig's Craig. For a second, wanted me. Yeah, like, yeah. No, the the hundred percent. I took a lot of confidence out of it as well. That the fact that, um, and this is generally what happens. It still happens now. Like the you look at a guy like, um, you know, Jackie Turpin signs at the Roosters, yeah, right? Huge. So players, those big clubs have got a lot of salary cap put into their top tier players. So they've got to find journeymen that like you know showed a little bit in another club, but you know for whatever reason it hasn't panned out. But I did take a heap of confidence out, mm. like have one having the phone call, because like I was still like he was he's one of those guys got a bit of presence about him, mm. you know, within the game. So to get a call from Craig and was chatting on the balcony to him for about forty five minutes, talking footy, um, a lot of the stuff I'd imagine he said a lot of people come down, work hard, no dickhead policy, um, you're going to work, training camp, all that sort of stuff. So are you shitting yourself on the phone there? Yeah. Like he's on, but like forty minutes is. A long time to be talking to someone who you're like intimidated by. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in those conversations, I'm just like, I'm ready to get off. The Forty f- minutes is a long time. Are you talking X's and O's, or are you talking everything? Um, just talking about the situation. He talked a lot because he had a good relationship with Steve Kearney. I think Brad Arthur was the one that maybe because um, he looked after me. Obviously, getting to Manly, and he had a relationship with because he was he was the under twenties coach uh, at Melbourne when Steve Kearney brought him down. So. Mm. So I, th- I believe maybe Brad put in a good word for me and said, like, exactly what we're talking about at the start of the show. Like, I didn't kick stones. Mm. I wasn't a, um, a bad egg when everything went, when I, when everything went pear-shaped for yeah. me. Used to do I, them, I like mate. to think, yeah, I, I trained hard during that period and yeah, I tried to play good footy in reserve grade, so it served me well. You listen to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. We are talking to former Manly legend, Justin Horro. That was So 2013 was your first year at Manly? Straight to a GF from mm. a spoon, from a spoon to a GF, spoon to a GF. That's good. And so wait, spoon, nearly part of Big Four, GF, GF. Well, exactly. Like what a what, <laughs> what a turnaround. What a turnaround. Some dude pre-boarded when I was well. working, pre-boarded. where boarded, <laughs> pre-boarded, <laughs> wooden spoon, pre-boarded. So basically implying that you're the basically implying you're the worst player in a in, in a, a team that won the spoon. <laughs> Oh my god! And then you're playing in GF lined up against Sonny Bill Williams, and like, that's ridiculous. Some guy when I was working at the pub I was working in, after Manly got <laughs> robbed, he wrote out. 
he wrote out why he thought Manly was robbed in a piece of paper, handwritten and photocopied it like 150 times. <laughs> I don't know who, like didn't ever see the guy. And he left them all through the pub and then all through all these pubs around Paddington about how we got robbed, <laughs> which we did. And it's one of the great regrets of my life I didn't hold on to that piece of paper. But if you're out there, sir, please reach out. Do you remember the robbery? Have you wiped it from your memory? I... Uh, it- I when I so I played my career and, and I didn't I didn't want to watch it back because I didn't want to be like sour about the thing mm. and, and I didn't want to be the guy that says we got robbed. Someone sent me when I got back and first started doing content because like when you start doing content, people are like Skype, you were robbed in two thousand and thirteen. <laughs> it's like nineteen twenty, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, we got hard done by. And he's like, watch this thing on YouTube. It's like an eight and a half minute clip of the bad decisions that went against us. And I went, I reluctantly put it away for about two months. And then I went over to mum and dad's and um, you know how on grand final day, they have the recordings of all the grand finals. Yeah. Yep. Like they play them all. And mum shit. thought it'd be a, go- a good idea to record the grand final that I lost in oh. when I'd like tried to remove myself from it, which is nice from mum. So yeah. I watched a little bit of it. I watched about 15 minutes of it. And I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it anymore because there's a couple of bad calls early on, <laughs> and I was like, oh, turned it off, and then and then went away, and then um, I went into my DMs and went and found that link, <laughs> and I watched that link for eight eight and a half minutes, and it's eight and a half minutes of bad calls that we copped, and it was it was it was tough to watch, yeah, because you know. I am now that guy that says we got robbed. Yeah, no. <laughs> I so I, I try to, but we were, we were, we were robbed. There's a couple. There's a really bad decision on myself actually. So like I was over top of Hargraves, and um, he was trying to get up and have a quick play of the ball, and he just completely lost it, and then he headbutted me, and he got the penalty. Yeah. And they kicked. Uh, I think they went up eight six just before half time. Um, and it's only two points, but big momentum swings. Nah, those sorts of things. big momentum swings, and he was yeah. a dirty. F- that Jared, well, he's still playing, but in that game particularly, I remember Jared. Yeah. I know he's a manly kid, you know, like yeah. But, he, I mean, but look, look, he was up to no good, yeah. yeah. And that's all that he's matters. always up to no good, always. Yeah, yeah he may be, a, you know, man, he played at manly when he was younger, but but he doesn't t- doesn't change the fact no, that he's, he's a grub. He's hundred percent a grub. He doesn't change a single thing. When did you leave manly? Fifteen was so three years there. And then were you were you whiteboarded or was it a no? Nah, it was a respectful one. That one, like really respectful. Would finished up. It ended really well. Um, that's why I still probably got more love for Manly than I do for Para. Like if you, <laughs> I don't know if anyone watches my content, and I'm always like way more Manly than I am yeah, Para. Yeah. That's why we're so close. Yeah, that's why that's why, that's why we're good. Um, but yeah, so uh, again, it was like it was to the manager, but like there was there was chat. Um, Who was the coach at the time? Was it still Twos? Twos didn't have his own gig. So Twos, I got, in a way I got boarded again because Trent Barrett was coming in, but <laughs> I didn't have a contract for the next year and it yeah, was pretty right. custom. Like it wasn't like I was sacked. And I had a really good, uh, I was really happy with the way I finished at Manly. Um, we had, we went through a transition period where um, Anthony Watmar had gone to Para, Glenn Stewart had gone to Rabbitohs, um, Jason King had retired. He was a really important part of the team. And then there was a lot of change in the forward pack and it took us a while to get going. Mm. And we nearly we, we went on a run and we nearly made the finals and we fell like a game short in 15. But we would have won about maybe six out of our last eight. So 14, I'm just trying to put it together in my head. 14, did Manly, f- did you f- 
the minor premiership. Yeah. Like, yeah. In the last round. And then you went loss, loss. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. We lost I've got my three bearings in a row. now. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was devastating. Year, yeah, we I lost. Recall, I recall a, a call Tom and I had, and things with the momentum was starting to be lost. And I remember yeah. saying to him, or we'd said to each other, imagine if we like lose the next couple of games and don't win the minor premiership and then go lost, lost. Yeah. It's like a doomsday sort of thing. Like, we got, worst we, case, and it happened. We got pumped by Souths, like, like 30 or something. And in, we'd, in the and, final. And you'd beaten South in the prelim I think we, the year no, before, hadn't you? Had prelim to, to go in the GF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, I believe we beat him twice in 14 as well. Or we had a, a st- historic victory, as the boys would call it. Like, we, we beat them at the start of the year without both the Stewart brothers, maybe. We, like, we fancied ourselves against... I remember we'd go into games and we really fancied ourselves against South. And they won the comp and they pumped us by 30 in the first final, so it was like second versus third. Mm. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, so, like, obviously they go on to win it, but, like, we, we were just banged up at the time, but, like, it, I, I always felt like that was our weight, like, that was a better year. Mm. Like, I, I was way more confident going that year, but then, like I said, with all the people that we had out, we were just too banged up. You went to the Super League and and all that but i guess like when when you retired what was the period from like retiring from footy and then getting into the content like so when i come back um i'd seen the boys have been doing really far well from afar and um with the YKTR stuff. Yes. Like, which, you know the rules, yeah, so exactly. if you don't know by now. Um, YKTR, clothing YKTR, brand. YKTR, clothing brand, yep. Sports. Were you mates with those boys? Yeah, so um, I'd known Ice, Isaac, John a lot longer, but um, when I was at Manly my last year, I lived with a guy called Blake Leary, who's best mates with Normie. So um, Corey Norman. So then mm-hmm. Corey Norman, James Sigiaro, and Isaac John started a clothing company while I was away. 16 maybe the first year mm-hmm. but during that period we were like we become good mates and we were like this like around my age all single so we were bali we were the states we were off-season trips together that was our gang mm-hmm. um and then so i was just like mixing around with the boys and i seen the vlogs going on i've seen that i was selling all these t-shirts and uh, they're doing really well and i um so we'd catch up in the break. I'd come back and see him, and then I was. Then they got the new office just up the road from where we are now. I was like, "Oh, Ice, can I come check out the um, the office when I when I got back to Sydney in 2019? It was my last year." And he goes, "Oh, you want to do a podcast and just talk about like footy over there and stuff?" I was like, "Yeah, sweet." And then after we'd done, we were just um, we're sitting there having a drink, and he goes, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to start this new sports thing." Um, at that point, they're only just doing clothes. But they did vlogs and that, and like we want to do more sports, podcasting. You know, I've got my own one, but um, would you be interested in doing one? And I was like, oh, not really, nah. Like, I'll, I'm grateful you got me on as a guest, but I just like one. I've never ever thought about it. Mm. Uh, never did any media. Um, you think about the names that I said before when I was at Manly and even at Para. Danny Wilder wasn't rocking up to a manly training session wondering how I thought about a game, right? So yeah, you were I never did it. on the shoulder, mate. Yeah. You know, Can like, I box you out for an interview, please, Scott? Yeah, like probably like you wouldn't even know who my name is. So anyway, so I did, never did any media stuff. It's like, oh, no, I don't think I'd be any good. He goes, look, you speak really well. And I just knew I loved, and this is the main part of it, he knew I loved American sports. And he goes, like, I really want to get involved in America, American culture. I know all the boys love their NBA and NFL. And he goes, out of all the boys, are like, I know you proper love it. So I 
It's like, all right. So if you go back and look at the early podcasts, like Scope Podcast, it was just all like speaking to NRL players about NFL, basically, in NBA. Mm. And, that, and that's how it started. And um, that's the way he sort of convinced me because I feel like you get as the more reps you, you do, you, the better you get. But mm-hmm. I feel like if you know what you're talking about to begin with, then that's a good start. Yes. Yeah. And I did know that. So I could get the boys on and – I could speak to um, Benny Hunt about every New England Patriots player, offensive lineman, who was the offensive coordinator was. Like, I just love my NFL. Mm. Same same goes with NBA. At that point, I actually knew more about NFL and NBA, I reckon, than NRL because when I went over to the Super League, I didn't watch any NRL. Um, the timing was a little bit different and we yeah. got like prime time NFL games. And then to, you know how we watch the World Cup now, it's on at like five o'clock in the morning. Mm. That's how it would be watching footy over there. So I went through about two or three year period where I just didn't watch footy, didn't mm. watch NRL as much. And so I knew more about American sports and yeah. that's how it all started. And then um, organically it grew into relationships with the boys. Um, so Are you still doing right now? Because obviously you do the Waikato Sports Show. That's you and Willie Mason. Yep. Are you still doing the Scope podcast? Like, are you still, or is that not? Nah, not anymore. Like, it's still there. Um, but um, I sort of, me and I had a conversation last year, um, and it was about ripping in. So we, like, look, that that was cool, what we did with the American sports, but how many guests can you get? You know, can't to talk to NFL. I, can't and speak yeah. to Nathan Cleary every year about the Philadelphia Eagles and how Jalen Hurts is going. Yeah, right. So we had to expand. (laughs) So then we started doing... As much as he might want to. Yeah. Yeah. And it was more like... It's funny how, like, us being leaguies, we try to distance ourselves from it. It's, like, weird how you retire. You try to, like, oh, I've done that. I'm not not just this. Yeah, I'm just... That's exactly it. And I'll find something else. But then everything just gets drawn back, whether talking about footy. And then I... Once you're a year removed from it, I did the podcast with Kempi. I mean, Kempi talked about it. Mm. I was on his one. A year removed from playing and all the drama, because you go through shit where I told you is at the start, got dropped. There was unrest at Manly at one point. And then you become a fan again. And then you start watching and you're like, oh, man. And then two years removed and you're like, how did I play that? That's honestly yeah, what it right. – That's I was like – then they change the rules and I'm like, there's no way I'd be able to last in this game. So then I become a proper fan again, like yeah. the way I was for NFL. And then we get we, we build relationships with guys, the same as you guys, right? We build relationships the same as we, we get with players when they come in and then um, and then I like I love the game and I'll you know, I want the boys to do well and anyone who comes on, I want them to kill it. And the podcast has gone well. And then this year in particular I was like, uh, all right. People come on and listen to our stuff and we've sort of just done it willy-nilly up until this point. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch every game, make sure I know what I'm talking about, mm. be up to date with everything, plan the show. We'd just come in, honestly, like, I would go, all right, what are we going to talk about in the morning, go and do the show? And people, I think people seen that. So mm. I went through a period where we are just like, it felt like a box ticker. And then this year in particular, I think we've really like put a lot of effort into it. Yep. Into it, and people. I think people are, you know, um, they're starting to tune in. They're um, mate. The numbers you're doing on YouTube per episode, the numbers going like, really good now. Pumping. Yeah, and I think people respect the fact that we actually know what we're talking about. And yes. exactly, it's the sort of the same fans that probably listened to me when I was talking about NFL because they knew I knew what I was talking about. Mm. Now they know that I'm like up to date with everything. Yeah, I guess you're also in some 
sense, your rugby league audience is going to be bigger than your NFL audience, right? Yeah, so bigger. like, it has yeah. to be. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, talking about NFLs all is good, but like, talking rugby league is where the yeah. eyeballs and the ears exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. So what have you got like? Have you got any like off-season content plans? Is it like just you keep doing the nineteenth? Uh, yeah, we like just got a couple of weeks left. Got some some guests for the nineteenth, just to keep it ticking over. But we're starting to, um, you know, relax now. Yeah, well, we'll ease up. For the, ease ease up. up. Yeah, well, we'll, horizontal seasons around the corner. Upon us. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's time well, truly feed up and relax. Yeah, it's time. To, we've had a good year, boys. I think you know both of us have had really good good seasons. Yeah, mm. no, I think so. Well, we've had great, great seasons. Great seasons. I think we finished in the we finished in the top four. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> We've got yeah. Tommy Turbo, a fit Tommy Turbo, so we're top four. No, yeah, no, I yeah, think yeah. so. Top Absolutely. Four. In terms of podcasting. But, yeah, we've had, I've had a good year. Um, a lot of the stuff that, you know, we planned out at the start of the year has come to fruition. So, um, yeah, I'll do the golf show. That's pretty much anything outside of um, YKTR Sports. That's the thing I want to tick off and get mm. some pretty big guests, as you know, like a couple of guys like Munster and stuff that we're really close with. Cleary said he'll do an episode, so... Oh, we Hectic. like that. That's cool. And then Tom and Eddie somewhere. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, you just off. let us know, mate. We might need to go for a quick little <laughs> a couple of lessons. <laughs> lesson. yeah. Listen to all talk with Tom and Eddie from Hello Sport. We're on SEN. We're talking to Justin Horro. Now, Scope, did you ever think you'd fall in, fall into the content world? Like, Tom and I always, you know, have a laugh, a private giggle to each other, being like, this well, is... Well, that's why I love your story. I absurd. love your, your guys' story straight away when I, like, found out about your story. About how he's grinded. Yeah, no, you guys, the way you've done it, I didn't envision it. There's no way I envisioned um, what we've been able to get to. But also, um, uh, in a way, like I knew what the boys had built before I'd got there. Mm. So, I knew, uh, uh, one thing I've always been big on with YKTR and the, what I've tried to do is I was like, um, not only do I want to keep the same fam- fan base that have been with the boys, like, and I feel like, and I'm, not trying to sound too into myself, feel like I bring a whole new demographic as well, like mm-hmm. a, a new um, audience mm. to the group because the, when the boys started doing it, they're like more, I feel like vibey. Mm. Um, we cool don't care shit. about anything cool. Yeah. That was sort of their YKTR. Cooler like, than you. Way cooler <laughs> than me. From afar, I was watching, I was going, I want to be back with the boys, man. They're killing it. Like yeah. that sort of vibe where now it's like, I've got the degenerates, you know. Yes, exactly. The, 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 the punter and the you dribble, wanna, the, the, you punter and the dribble. You very want, similar yeah. to your gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, we got they're, similar they're gangs. We've got similar gangs. Yeah. We definitely have similar gangs. <clears throat> we got, well, I'm, I'm sure that like 90% of our gang or like, you know, like we just have so much crossover in those gangs. Yeah. Even that guy who was in the background of your companion, the, the sloppy Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. He was a <laughs> He was on the, um, he was a lippy dribbler on about even. That guy. The guy yeah. was in the background of their companion. And yeah, I've yeah, yeah. seen that mother every goddamn thing like ever, whether it's like a bloke live show or whatever. Sweet guy, like a nice dude. But I saw him in the background. I was like, oh, it's this that's Chris Hemsworth yep. from Wish. Yeah. That's the beauty of what we do. That's right? who we want. Yeah. yeah. The so Wish versions of. <laughs> the Wish version. Not the real. <laughs> no. I don't want real Chris. No, 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 no. Thor can kick rocks. But that's the be- beauty of what we do. And people ask me, like, this is quite, quite common. Uh, question with whether it be friends or even some people like random people you meet and they're like oh like they try to compare us to you guys or bloke Mm. or whatever and i'm like it's not like that like we're in a lot of our stuff's like free to air like podcasts it's like you can listen to us listen to them listen to bloke 
and we all support each other and we all go on each other's podcasts and we all like it's not like we're chasing views mm. oh, i mean ratings on like no online and, and fox a bit how it is so that's yes. the beauty of it like that's the best part is that i'd imagine like when, uh, i don't know what it's like but if you were to be on um well you don't yeah. have Nine and Fox. Fox talent, exactly. Like yeah. you're not all supporting each other or trying to help each other exactly. out. It's like f- that. F- you. Yeah. If you're if you're Fox, you're Fox. If you're yeah. nine, you're nine. No. Well, we can help each other out. And if I get like a couple of people that follow me from your podcast, and then vice versa when you're yeah. on mine, then it's all a bonus. So well, exactly that's what right. that's Kempy's opinion on it. He's like the more eye, eyeballs on the whole thing content world yeah. the better it is for all of us well, he set, he, he set for, us. for all of us hasn't yeah, he right exactly. so he's got you boys on same thing he's back in the day he helped ice out mm. even before like i'd got involved so yeah that's that's the cool thing about what we do we yeah. don't have to be like stabbing each other in the back no and, exactly right and like the, the mentality of that i think is also very good like even when when we had that biblical flood and like <laughs> the water's pissing in our studio and the heavens open man. we had you boys hitting us up going studio free around the corner kempy hit us up saying studios free around the corner yeah. if you need to use it and it's just like cool that's that, a eh? nice it's a nice environment that i think we're all creating there so it's cool but mate thank you very much for coming on we don't want to take up any more of your afternoon we just love you appreciate you thank you very much for coming on thanks for having me on boys Legend, mate. thanks for the yeah. yarn